Go. Hi, HTWOW listeners. Thank you for punching up the October 2018 episode, episode 16 of your favorite beer and music podcast. Before Toby and I get to the uh, incredible content and all of the rambling stories about diarrhea and uh, boat to boat, we want to talk to you about uh, following this podcast and sharing this podcast. If you would like to uh, keep up with Toby and myself on a day-to-day basis, if you want to like feel like you're our best friends, uh, the best place to do that is on Twitter. I am at Old Waver. He is at Toby Pipes. Right, Toby? That's exactly right. Uh, if you would like to uh, keep up with all of our episodes, just go to oldwaver.com and you can click on the podcast link at the top and you can see all of the previous episodes assuming that all the links still work. And also, if you would like to get in touch with us, if you'd like to tell us what a great job we're doing or what a colossal waste of time this is, or uh, I don't know, that uh, you think Toby sounds sexy or that you think all the songs that I play are stupid, um, you can do so by emailing us at hgwellpod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we, we pumped that up at the beginning of uh, last month's episode and just want to give a shout out to some good, strong listeners to HTWOW that, uh, paid their respects and sent the email that we requested where they just put test in the subject line and pressed send. Uh, so thank you to Trey and David and KJ and Justin and Trevor and Matt and Luis and Lana. (laughs) All of those people uh, were bored enough to uh, send us a stupid email. Um, But really, we would like to have a conversation with you. Uh, We would like to know what you think about the podcast. And uh, we want to serve you and make it better in the future. So uh, thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for so much greatness. Oh, my God. It's going to be so long and so excruciating. But it's going to be worth it on HTWOW. I almost bought bugles at the convenience store today. Wow. Did you used to put them on your fingers? No.
October 2018 episode. It's episode number 16. We're closing in on the big episode number 20. Don't even know what we're going to do to celebrate. Why, why is it? Why is 20 a big one? I don't know. Because it's like twice as many as 10. I get it. What do you think of your beer? I haven't, uh, I cracked it during the song, but I haven't tasted it yet. Uh, by the way, if you are just tuning in to High Tea with Old Waver, otherwise known as HTWOW, I am Dave. I am also known as Old Waver. I can be reached on Twitter at Old Waver. And my co-host on this podcast is Toby Pipes. He is at Toby Pipes on Twitter, and he's a famous musician. It's true. Uh, I am a uh, somewhat notable regional radio personality. And a famous voiceover artist. Thank you for knowing that. And uh, we bring you music and beer every month. We, uh, We usually try and get it in before the end of the month so hopefully this will actually post before halloween it should what's today what's the date i don't know i don't want to say because then people will know exactly when we recorded it and how long it takes to turn it around well it's gonna take a few days no you're a busy man i am a busy man but uh we hope that you are having a wonderful fall a wonderful uh festive october season or November, if that's when you happen to be listening to this. And we bring you three songs apiece. Uh, we kind of swap back and forth. I get to go first, then Toby. Uh, we also both bring a beer. And uh, I brought yet another strong beer because that's what we do. That's your thing. It is my thing. It is from Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Out of Houston, Texas. Houston. A lot of breweries out of Houston now. I guess there's a lot of breweries out of everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of breweries everywhere. And this is a a double IPA, which means it's uh, strong. It's 9%. Yeah. It's, you know, it's sort of, it has a little bit of the, um, it tastes a little like the HT Wild beer. Are you feeling that? Our Saison? Yeah. Let's see. I've just got I've got such a thick head I can't even can't even <laughs> choke it down. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's smooth. I like that. This is entitled More Cowbell. Hey, like <laughs> the thing with the <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you enjoy comedy and beer, this is the beer for you. Yeah. It, it says, looks more um it looks the can and the nine percent makes it seem more. Uh, it's 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 scary when yeah, you look at more, the can, but it doesn't taste that way. No, it's more intimidating in the can. Daunting. But it's got a you know it's got a nice cloudy amber color with a really like frothy whipped cream head on it. it look really at that. Does. Look at that. I know it's still going. It's almost like a. Um, you know, like a Bellhaven kind of. Uh, See, I poured the entire pint. These are, these come in a four pack of pints. So mm-hmm. ch- check out my. Turn oh, your turn your head around and look at this. Holy! 
Look at that gorgeous head. And now look at my beer. <laughs> hey, man, we really got off to a great start. Yeah. Um, um, yours does sort of look like a Coke float. I know, it does. You know, when, um, when that happens? Uh-huh. There is no ice cream in there. Um, I had never heard of Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company before, but somebody brought this to my uh, my house for a, like a football party. Taint never heard of it. And uh, I, I remember liking it, and then I saw it in the store today. And I couldn't find anything like crazy, like pumpkin spice. Yeah, like, I'm really glad you didn't do that. I couldn't find any stupid like Oktoberfest or Halloween beer, so I went with this. And well, it's, it's, and it's probably good. it's probably better that, that I did. It's better than the one you had last week. Last month? I mean, last month. Yeah. Speaking of last month, okay. So before we get to the tunes, let's um, let's just kind of rewind to the uh, September episode a uh, fantastic episode if you haven't listened to it you really need to really need to a lot of Uh, great information yeah you uh took us through the journey of uh fat boy slim Mm -hmm. norman cook from the house martins to what was the second thing um what was the name of that i already forget i already forget too it was good though yeah and then um in in retrospect though after you know we played uh, some stuff in the after hours, uh-huh. and you played me the uh, the uh, Norman Cook David Byrne thing, right? And I th- I wish we would have played that instead because yeah. I really really like that, especially when you watch the video. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, and then we played a Fat Boy Slim song, and then I played some crap. I don't even remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's gonna happen again uh, tonight as well. You're I, doing another I had theme. A, I, 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 I'm doing another theme, but I had a really hard time uh, deciding. Yeah. What when, to play? So yeah, we're just gonna. When you're doing one of those career-spanning things, it's hard to boil it down to three songs. You know, it's fun to learn. It is fun to learn, and, that, and to, that's why we're here for you, the uh, the kind listener that bothered to download this or access it on your iTunes or wherever on their lo- on their long drive or maybe a run maybe yeah. a, or a walk yeah so thank you for listening and uh, we want to uh, make it worth your while we want to educate you and uh, make you learn to love new musics or old musics as it were take notes so uh, going back to last month we had a great episode um and we had a, the beginnings of a really great night. <laughs> it was fun. We had a good... We had a really good time. So generally we co- record the pod in the afternoon and then, uh, you know, we have dinner, we have drinks, we uh, party on into the night at Toby's house, and then I drive home hungover to uh, Dallas the next day. Mm-hmm. And so... Last month, you had a uh, a buddy here in College Station that uh, had a uh, big birthday celebration at a, a local establishment. Yeah, it was uh, Bill's birthday at the um, Republic here in town. Not the brewery, the steak restaurant. Yes. So uh, we went, they had kind of a, a little happy hour, and then all the grown-ups went to go have dinner like they had a table for all of his real friends, and you and I just sat at the bar and ate. Yeah, the kids' table, except at a bar. Yes, so we uh, we we ate. It was delicious. It was really good. Uh, then we came back here and uh, we had some more cocktails, and then 
things really took a turn. Things ramped up for you. Yeah, and uh, you have a theory. Do you want to get into that now, or do you want to hear my side of the story first? Well, here's my theory, because it's quick. Okay. We found out... Do you remember the next day we're doing some bucket fishing in the backyard? Right. And we split one of those crackberries. Uh-huh. And remember I was saying, man, this tastes really sour and it's flat. Like something's wrong with this. And um, Joanna had one the other day and she was like, yeah, this is not right. And you slammed one of those right when we got back. I don't know if you remember that. Vaguely. You had the whole, you finished a crackberry and I think because we haven't opened them yet. But there was no, I mean, it was as flat. It was like they were, what makes a beer flat like that much, all six cans? Like, do you think that that's a heat thing? I don't know if it's, I mean, I would think it's, it's a, uh, it's a mistake at the, uh, at the, at the bottling or yeah. the canning. Like it, it just didn't get a good seal or something. Yeah, I don't cause know. I got it at the store and then brought it straight home. So there was nothing And they're Usually crackberry uh, ciders are really good, but man, they were really flat and I think that they were bad. So they all turned is what you're telling me. If a cider can turn, I'm, can they? I mean, I guess if you have, if you have something that's perishable, I mean, beer or cider is perishable, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it's not uh, sealed properly. Yeah. And you slammed one, I mean, right when we got back, that's the first yeah. thing you had. Okay. So after that, uh, you know, we were, I don't know, we were watching like Monday Night Football or something. Um, it was just nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were just, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, we were watching random stuff on TV and I disappear at some point. <laughs> and I could tell you got a little quiet. Yeah, I got a little quiet because I wasn't feeling really good. And now, did you feel bad like on the on the way home and the Uber on the way home or was it when we got here? Well, I told you, like right as we were about to leave the restaurant, I got up and I felt really bloated. <laughs> like I went to the bathroom just to just to you know tinkle before we left. I don't even remember that. And and I f- I felt like uh, like distended. <laughs> like I was I was you know showing like first trimester and. Okay, well, I'm thinking then that ruins my theory. Well, I mean, maybe it's it's a combo theory. Okay. Um, so when we get back here and I, I slam the rancid crackberry, <laughs> I start to feel really bad as we're sitting there watching TV. And so I kind of slink out. I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if... Uh, I don't think I excused myself. I think you were doing something else and I just disappeared. So I go to the, the bathroom in the guest wing of your home and I just, I start to erupt from both ends. I mean, it, it, it was, you know, finish on one side and then turn around and, and start again on the other side. Well, it's nice you had some privacy back here. Yeah. I heard none of this. Good. Because it was violent. <laughs> And so I, uh, and, and I was, you know, and I was a little sauced cause we had super strong beers. You know, we, we finished, uh, two of my like 10% beers each. 
Uh, we finished, I think, two of your beers each. I think we maybe had a cocktail before we Ubered to the restaurant. Then Easily. we had several cocktails at the restaurant. Several. And, and then the professors ranc- drink. Yes. And then the rancid crackberry. So <laughs> I don't remember how many drinks I had, but it was a lot. And so I I was like, uh, it, it was... It was a it was a very embarrassing scene. Were you to like walk in and check on me? Because I think at one point I had my pants around my ankles and I was laying on the floor because I couldn't stand up. I okay. was just I was so like in the hallway or in the bathroom. <laughs> no, in the bathroom. Oh. I was just I was so sick and so uh, just incapacitated from the booze mm-hmm. that I was just like woozy and couldn't stand and. I was just, I was a mess. But remember, I, I did come and check on you, but you were already in Yeah, the, I was uh, already done. So, um, you know, after I finally uh, get rid of everything in my system, <laughs> and and <laughs> the last thing, and this is, this is my theory, uh-huh. the last thing that I did before I, you know, cleaned myself up and retired to my bedroom, the mm-hmm. guest room, is I believe that I hurled up the very first oyster I ate when we got our little oyster appetizer at the restaurant. I can't, yeah, but it can't be the oysters. You didn't get sick, but maybe it was just one. Just one? Maybe there was just one bad one. Maybe yeah. it was maybe it was the crackberry, but maybe it was just one bad oyster. It could be, definitely could be, because we had assorted. A they weren't all the, um, weren't they all different kinds? They weren't all. From I, the yeah, same. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. But uh, so, so, so I finally, I, I finally, uh, you know, get myself together, and I just, I lay down on top of the covers in the guest room. Uh, thinking that maybe I can rally, that, yeah. <laughs> that may, maybe I will feel better and then I can rejoin the party. Yeah, because I went in there and I checked on you. Yeah, and, and I said, and I was like, "Hey, man, you know, like you've been gone a long time." Because <laughs> I didn't think about it for a while, and then I was like, "Man, he has been gone for a while now. It had to have been at least forty minutes." Right. And so, and I, and I intentionally left the bedroom door open uh, to encourage myself to not just shut it down that, well that, that was the whole deal i was i was like hey man is everything okay and you were like yeah it, something's up but you know like something's definitely but I, but i'm gonna rally i'll be out there in a second and i remember just saying why we're <laughs> what, not we're not for? doing anything what for? Like, we're we're doing nothing yeah and i think and what, nothing's gonna happen from here on out why would you rally <laughs> Like there's some party going right. on outside. And so I, what it was it like 30 minutes later, you checked again and I was passed out. Oh, you were totally out. Yeah, absolutely. I think I even turned the light off and the whole shut the door and the whole Tucked thing. Tucked me in. Yeah. You, um, you know, that weird kind of comfort, even when you have all your clothes on, but you've gone through the violent act that you went through, yes. but now you feel good, but you're also so tired because it takes so much out right. of you that it's the best your whole body has just been so tense and just so violently against everything that's happening to you. <laughs> yeah, that now you've accepted your soul again. Right. And it's the most pleasant. Um, I slept like a you baby. You were so out. 
And yeah. I was like, look at that. It's like a college oh, kid coming home from his 7.30 class because he signed up too late. And it's his nap. You know the nap? Right. The, the 9.30 nap after your stupid lab at 7.30? That's the best sleep you've ever had in your life. Little pumpkin so exhausted. Little pumpkin. Yeah, you were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you, were you sweating a little bit? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. But... I did. I did ultimately. I did ultimately rally because I was on fire when we were bucket fishing the next day. Oh, that was unreal! You broke the record, right? Yeah, I hit like twenty some buckets. It was insane. Did you? I have a surprise for you. You have a new rod, Zebco. Is it a Zebco? <laughs> it's not a Zebco. It's like a, it's one of those slinger. Uh, what are they called? I don't know what they're called, but it's. Basically, it doesn't have cartoons on it. Okay, so it's not a Dora, right? And it, and it. Uh, yeah, because we had a Dora and a BB-8 rod and reel. Right. And one, no, the other one was just um, Anakin. Oh, it was just Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And, oh, I uh, have I have the BB-8 at my house. That's, that's right. right. That's right. But yeah, no, this one has an actual like you can tell. It's it's uh we'll take a picture of it. It's okay. really nice. You're you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this. Yeah. So if you if you enjoy fishing or if you just enjoy mindless pastimes, just throw a bucket out in your yard and then just get a kitty rod and reel and just try and cast into the bucket. And that's what we do for it's hours. It's so much fun. I mean, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But when you're stupid and simple like we are, you know what else I've gotten what i've acquired and this was a gift for pace but obviously really for me <laughs> um a new uh nerf goal really uh it's in the kitchen because the problem was we what had kind, a, are you talking about a field goal or a, a like a, a basketball oh basketball goal. you know on the oh i on saw the that door. i yeah. saw that and finally the it's an actual nerf ball so it's light enough but you know we spend hours playing pig or horse in the kitchen while we're cooking. It's fantastic. Perfect. I love it. So I have games all over the house now. It's like my whole house is a tailgate. Right? It's like well, yeah. a tailgate house. Yeah. Well, you turned me on to the, uh, the indoor cornhole where it's like the, th- the three tiers of buckets. Yeah. What is that called? I can't even bullseye, remember. Bullseye bucket. Yeah. Or something like that. If you want to get real fancy, you can play it like hacky sack, but we're not that we're not that cool. No, you just want to throw it in the tiers. But yeah. it's that's so much fun. It is like a tailgate. We lived in Louisiana for just too long. Too long. And there's just tailgate stuff to do everywhere and have drinks. Okay, so hopefully... Um, I will uh, keep it together, and I will not uh, get alcohol. Al- mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's already not looking great. Dave. Hopefully, I will not get alcohol and/or food poisoning today, and we'll have a, another fine podcast. The crackberries have been thrown away. Good. We emptied them all. Well, I, I I'm glad that at least there was maybe a uh, another suspect in in my internal Demise. yeah and my internal mugging that occurred yeah well um let's uh, we've we've been chatting let's get to a tune but we also have a um we have a few other updates that we'll get to after i know that there's a a very quick cat um update that everyone always looks forward to right yes we i i do have uh several other uh things to touch on later on in the show 
and uh, I'm sure you do as well, as well as revealing the subject of your uh, retrospective today. <laughs> but first, uh, let's get cranking with my first tune. And um, if I have a theme this month, it's really just uh, indie guitar rock. Uh, and, and I have stacked the tunes that they are going to get uh, increasingly heavy and shreddy. When you say indie guitar rock, what does that mean? Because I think that that means, um, like when you say that, I'm like, is that... I mean, I know you, so I know you're not going to play like Blink-182 or something. No, but I mean, I, like... I, 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 I think it's, uh, to me, it's stuff that uh, obviously is on like an indie label mm-hmm. um, and stuff that kind of sounds like college radio in the 90s. Okay, like college, I, I got you. Like you know. a, um... And so th- this is all brand new stuff, all stuff that has come out in the last uh, couple of months. And uh, the first thing that I'm going to play uh, actually was released on October 5th. So just earlier this month. And it's a uh, band from Ontario, Canada that I first became aware of uh, like 10 years ago or or more. Uh, I saw them at South by Southwest when they had just put out their first EP and loved them then kind of lost track of them did but you run was that a run on to them on accident or you i think went i went to the show on purpose i think no i think i went to the show on purpose because i think i had heard the ep before okay before the south by bro <laughs> hey <laughs> but um everyone got signed but they, they uh, just put out their fourth full length now they're they're grizzled old men um, they're known as Tokyo Police Club, and okay. this song is entitled Pigs. On HGWOW. Yeah, the pigs 
Put a dollar in my cup the style of the recording of that yeah it's it's very uh live to tape kind of yeah it's weird it's like a um like an early iggy pop thing or something you know you know yeah so um so their uh their first ep that came out in 2006 was called a lesson in crime Mm-hmm. And uh, the t- Tokyo Police Club. Tokyo Police Club. Now I know of them. Did they have like a little minor hit? Did they have something? Yeah, they had they had some kind of indie hits back in 06, 07, 08. Yeah, I, re- I remember the name and remember liking them. Yeah, and never. Uh, so know, that that first up. EP, which I really really liked, it had eight songs, <laughs> but. Um, it was only, let me see the runtime again. Uh, <laughs> it was only 1622. <laughs> for, for the eight, whole record. For, yeah, for eight songs. So they were like, when they first came out, they were very like snot-nosed kids and they played really fast. You know, every song was really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like two minutes, 230 tops. Um, and so now, you know, if you listen to this new record, they just, they, they seem... It just seems like they have uh, just spent the last ten years, like playing in their their local their favorite bar or playing in their buddy's basement and just jamming. You know, they're they're much more of just kind of a uh, a straight ahead rock band than like the angular post punk thing that they were doing when they first came around. But uh, I really like the the vocalist uh, David Monks. Really like his his vocal quality. His vocalizing. Yes. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I dig that tune. It's cool. I like it. Yeah, so their, their first... Short and sweet. Their first full length was um, in uh, 2008. It was called Elephant Shell. And that was on Saddle Creek. So that was like, they got signed, bro. Yeah. And then um, they've put out uh, two since then, uh, Champ and Force Field. I think I have Champ, but I don't have Force Field. They also put out a uh, kind of a two-part EP called uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Radness. That's funny. 
Is it, um, it's not a cover. No, 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 okay. it's not a cover. Uh, but the new one is entitled uh, TPC, just the initials of Tokyo Police Club. So That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff, boys. All right, so let's uh, transition now to the uh, Toby half of the program. Here's where it gets serious. You have a you have a theme once again. You're going to take us all the way back to what year? Um, to begin with, anyway. I'm not sure. You know what? I, I was going to ask you about that. I feel like one of the songs. When did uh, Bluebell Noel come out? Eighty-seven, eighty-six. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not really sure exactly the first two. They're not, they might not be in order, but I felt like I needed to play for our uh, Elizabeth uh, Frazier, Frazier um, review. Oh, 88. I'm stupid. Was it really 88? Yeah. Because that was the run. Well, the, the run. That I would have gone was, with. That was the one directly before Heaven or Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Man, I would have... I would have guessed '86. <laughs> yeah, so I get yeah, all we, those pretty confused. We, I guess, we got to talking about Elizabeth Fraser. We last, opened the last show. month. Yeah, yeah because, that was the teaser. Yeah, we we opened and closed the show last month with um, was it Ice Blink Luck from Heaven or Las Vegas? I think so. I think I that, that, I was, think that, that was sounds a single. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, Walnut Chest. Right. And so that got your wheels turning on Elizabeth Frazier. Yeah. Now, should I do the next one on Elaine Jorgensen? I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, sure. Well, I think, uh, well, to pull back the curtain, I think next month we t- had talked about doing a, oh, uh, yeah, that's a right. concert preview. We're going to do, uh, I think, a Jesus and Mary Chain Nine Inch Nails show uh, ahead of the November uh Two two nights set at the uh, Toyota Music Factory in Irving. Once again, we've been pulled in to help them sell some tickets. I know, yeah. Even though I I had to wait in line for six hours for those tickets. Those are the early tickets. Yeah, they they still need help selling it out. So we're gonna do our part. Do our thing next month. But um, yes, you do need to do an Alan, Alan Jurgensen some point. That'd be great. He was in a bunch of things. That would that would actually that'd be an easy one. Yeah. Um. And he's weird as hell. He's yeah. crazy. So you're not necessarily going in chronological order here. I don't with think so, Elizabeth but I, but the second group, I can't. I think that I might have stumbled upon a group that you're going to will be a new thing for you. I hope so. Um, but so, I but, don't know the exact year of when she was with this other group singing backup. Okay. So, um, but we're starting with. Let's start with the Cocktoo twins. twins. It seems like what we should do, right? Yeah. If you don't know anything about um, Liz Frazier, you you need to start with the Cocktoo Twins. How right. did do you know how she and uh, Robin Guthrie met? If you went out in the eighties in England or in Scotland or anywhere like a band started there was a chance that someone liked the way you looked and said hey do you want to sing for our band and that's that's what happened with her and they didn't realize that she had the voice of a I mean who would guess that but they just they just thought that she looked cool and so she's in the band right right yeah 
I mean, that's what the story says. Who knows what actually happened? Surely they had heard her sing once. Or maybe it was like, hey, can you come try out or whatever? Come by and jam with us. And then she just starts making up words that make no sense. (laughs) Right. She starts singing in her own made-up language. Yeah. But let's jump to it. Let's play a Cocteau Twins song. I can't wait Are you doing off of uh, Bluebell Knoll? Yeah, and I'm going to do a vinyl because we haven't done it in a while. And it's cool to have a Cocteau Twins vinyl. Yeah, bro. Um, Do you have the... uh, the, uh, Is this the the version with the crazy sleeve? What does that mean? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah, see, I have... um, I have a copy. I think I got it from... Jeff K, but like this this part on the right hand side, right where it's it has the uh, Cocteau Twins and the album title. It's kind of their thing. They like that. Yeah, uh, I think the one I have, it's like a translucent band oh. that wraps around. So the image is full bleed, and then this part just like slides over. God, I love that Jeff K got mentioned again. I know every episode he it's... comes up. But yeah, I, I bought a bunch of records from him, and some, for some reason he uh, he parted with Bluebell Knoll. I'm sure he has nine copies of it. Probably. I wanted to go to that vinyl getaway thing that he did when he was pretending that he was selling all of his vinyl. Right, and now he just buys box sets to yeah. replace all the ones that he sold. <laughs> and he, you know he kept the good ones. Yeah. He's a DJ guy. Right. Um, well, yeah, let's get to it. Um... I, I know that you know this song. I don't know if it's your first go-to every time you play Bluebell Knoll, but man. You, you pretty much can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with uh, anything Bluebell Knoll, Heaven or Las Vegas, Four Calendar Cafe, right? Yeah. Just that, that start was, at the beginning and they're all going to be good. I that, have was the, a, that was their, their apex. Yeah, I have a bunch of older records like Treasure and... Um, Right. I mean, they put out a lot of EPs, like four songs. Yeah, and you could uh, tell they were finding their way. But and, when yeah. they hit this, when they hit Bluebell Knoll... Well, and they, they played a lot of uh, even more kind of ambient songs. They didn't have the traditional song structure right. that, that they kind of gravitated to later. Yeah, and then this one came out, and it uh, it got all of us. It blew up! But here we go. This is um, second, the first song on side two, Seco Buff. It goes just like this.
Why did it have to end? I know, it's so good, right? God. It's just, um... Would you be able to trust anyone ever if they said, mm, I don't know, man, I'm just I'm just not into the Katsu twins. Like, I, I don't know, man, I just, I just don't get it. Like, if someone says, um... That they're not into the Smiths because they don't like Morrissey's voice. Yeah, you can understand that. I get it. Or there's plenty of or Robert Smith or whatever. But if you don't like the Cocktoo Twins, you're just kind of like an evil person. Right. You just don't like pleasant, beautiful things that yeah. make, make you feel warm inside. Yeah. It's okay to like throw blankets. They're so cozy. <laughs> How many times have you seen Cocteau Twins? I've only seen him once. I was supposed to see him um, on the Heaven or Las Vegas uh, tour, and they mm-hmm. played a they played somewhere outside in Dallas. Yeah, I went to that show. Where I was think, that? I don't even remember because I've tried to figure it out, and I don't know. I heard let, it was just amazing. Let, let me let me see if uh, if I can figure it out. I I saw the Four Calendar Cafe at the Bomb Factory. And you think that I, I went into it thinking um, you're gonna miss because she sings over herself so much. You know, there's right. She's doing the background stuff and the um, you know the main lead vocal, but even the lead vocal overlaps a lot with other things. And I was like, how is she going to do this? But you don't miss it. At least I didn't. I thought the four calendar cafe thing was perfect. There's also like nine guitar players up there. So it wasn't just Robin Guthrie. But yeah, I heard that one. It was like somewhere weird, like in an apartment complex, right? Like in the in a field. Yeah, I'm trying to... I can't even figure out where this place is. Okay, so... Um, Cocteau Twins only played in Dallas twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played the show that you're talking about. February 25th, 1994 at the Bomb Factory on the Four Calendar Cafe Tour. Mm -hmm. And the Heaven or Las Vegas Tour was March 15th, 1991. Yeah. I was at that show. It was at a place called Metroplex Arena. It was inside? Yeah, it was Metroplex Arena in Dallas. And I, I can't find where that was or what it was. But I know... I'm pretty sure it was off 635 somewhere, maybe towards like Garland. That's weird. It was a really, really random venue. That's funny. I thought it was outside. Um, yeah, I really something happened. There's a reason why I couldn't go to that show. But the um, but the next one, it was awesome. They had all these. Um, it looked like um, ice sculpture uh, things that that would shoot up from the ground but they also lit up like they were part of the lights so it was all ice stuff it looked awesome it was really cool i can't remember who opened up or anything i'm sure i didn't care about them (laughs) yeah if anyone knows where metroplex arena was um email us at htwowpod at gmail.com because i have no idea and google is not helping but anyway, Elizabeth Frazier, if you're going to get kicked off with the Cocktoo Twins, I would skip most of the, you know, go back to the early records later, 
Let's start with Bluebell Knoll. Yeah. I had it on cassette. I think the other... Maybe the other entry point, if you don't want to uh, jump right in with Bluebell Knoll in 88, is uh, the compilation, uh, the Pink Opaque in 85. Oh, okay. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember which EPs that that uh, puts together, but uh, okay, it's got stuff from Garland's, from Sunburst and Snowblind, from Akia Guinea, from Treasure, from Treasure. Head Over Heels. I mean, it's got a good cross section of stuff if you want to kind of like get a primer for their prime. Yeah. During this whole time, Liz um, sang on a lot of records. It was very hard to choose, but I picked the ones that I thought um, you would like. And right. there's one band I've never heard of, and I it's kind of weird when, when I play it, where you're going to think it's weird you never heard of him. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, she was in high demand in the 80s because she was so unique. Yeah, yeah. And then later, you know, and people think she kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while but you know she sang on all the lord of the rings stuff and everything you know she was she's been working the entire time right she's and, just kind of been out of the public eye yes and i'm not going to play her uh solo song even though i should because it sounds really good but you should we're going to listen to that later okay you're, you're going to enjoy it it's called at last i'm free i think um, but yeah, we'll get to all that stuff later. Let's let's. Um, do you want to touch on um, Fiona Apple's birthday? Oh yeah, real so, quick before we play the next jam. Yeah, if if everyone uh, would like to uh, raise a glass and uh, toast to the first birthday of my daughter's sweet kitten. Fiona Apple is one year old. The the cat that I trained to shit on the toilet is one year old. She might be the most famous um, character from the pod. She might be. Yeah, I, uh, the unticket was all over it. They re, yeah. they re uh, posted it. It seems like everyone's more interested in your kitten than right? anything else that we do. Well, the 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 unticket has reposted the story about Fiona shitting in the toilet, and they've also <laughs> reposted the story. <laughs> Of me farting on the lazy river. So, okay, well, both great stories. Yes, so uh, anything scatological, uh, the unticket's all over it. But yes, she just had her first birthday. She's. Did you have a party? Yes, we did. I mean, it, it was a minor <laughs> of party. You did. I mean, she just she got some new toys. Did Dale come over? <laughs> no, Dale didn't come over. But uh, my daughter was there. Uh, Fiona got some new toys. And, Did you get uh, a new monkey? No, we haven't gotten a new monkey yet. Um, but uh, Marissa got some uh, like chicken mousse. It's kind of like pate made of chicken. So that's like it's um, like in a tube. It's like you know, like gogurt or something, and you squeeze it into a dish. It's like a cat birthday flan. Yes, and so uh, she got the uh, the chicken mousse. And then uh, the the two palms got some uh, I can't even remember what it's called the the, the puppy dog ice cream because you got to include them and they'll freak out right yeah they'll get all jealous but yeah they got the uh, uh, puppy dog ice cream whatever that's called that's nice that sounds like a great family day yeah we had a nice little party 
So yes, she is a uh, very mature for being one year old. She's she's already on diet food. She's still doing okay with the toilet. Yeah, she had uh, she had one episode. Uh, a uh, I think it was related to the the. Uh, the Flan? Ha- no, it wasn't related to the uh, the chicken moose. It was related to the uh, the uh, housekeeper cleaning the house. Ooh. I know. I'm I'm so fancy. I have somebody clean my house, but they look at you. They come they come every other week. And um and so she has the uh the powder room as we've established, the half bath in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And so when the cleaning lady cleaned that bathroom, she left like the uh like the Lysol bowl cleaner. Mm, like it, some bleach like, residue. Yeah, like the you know, like the blue liquid. So you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you look in the toilet, and it's the blue, blue liquid. Yeah. And so. Uh, that freaked her out. Fiona didn't like the way that smelled, so she uh, took a shit and pissed right next to the toilet. Makes sense. So. I get it. That, that was, was a that was strong. Fun. That's a strong smell. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to have a, a, a talking to with the cleaning uh, staff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, if you're going to clean that toilet, just flush it a couple times just to get rid of the cleaner smell so that the cat will shit there. <laughs> I mean, they already have to work around the, the city kitty thing. Because I, I, I took that away and she had a relapse of shitting all over the house. So. Maybe you should just hands off on that bathroom. Maybe that's your cleaning bathroom. Maybe I should just take care of that one. Maybe just... No. No. No? No. All right. Wow. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to try and, uh, you know, it's just weird. communicate. I'm going to try and communicate my needs to, to my staff. <laughs> Good. And see what happens. <laughs> to your staff. Yeah. Okay. So that Let's is, uh, some, that yeah. was Elizabeth Frazier, the yeah. beginning of Happy the Happy birthday, Fiona Apple. That Frazier was Elizabeth Frazier. Review uh, Fiona's birthday. And now let's get to some more hot indie rock that you brought. Yeah. So um, I guess if I'm going to draw any kind of uh, tenuous link between Elizabeth Frazier and what I'm about to play. Oh, there's a. Really? I mean, like I said, they're tenuous links. But uh, the band that I'm about to play is also fronted by a female vocalist. A girl. And um, while they are not Scottish, they are Welsh. You know, I'm, I'm half Welsh. Are you? Mm-hmm. I'm part Welsh. Guess what the other half is. Um, country. Well, then guess what the other half after that is. Um, uh, Irish? English. English. Yeah. So I'm those. Um, is that boring? Is that like is, when was you... That, is that from your ancestry DNA? No, I didn't do that. Or your 23andMe? Have you ever done that? Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, I'm uh, Irish and English and Welsh and Portuguese. Holy crap. I know. I like to party. Um, you do like to party. You do seem... Um, I don't get the Portuguese thing. Is that like a 5% Portuguese? No, it's, walked it's, in the room it's, like, uh, it's like 35-40%. Really? Yeah, it's on my dad's side. Wow. Birth dad. I'm adopted, by the way. I'm a dirty adopted child. I know. 
I would say you are very English Irish. Pasty. But maybe your um your large skull comes from the Portuguese. Yeah, I think so. But I don't know what their heads look like. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> gone on a anthropological visit to my homeland yet. All I know is when we take a picture next to each other, I have to be way in front. Right. Otherwise, the scale is way off. I fucking have a pea head. So, uh... Speaking of head, how you <laughs> like this cowbell? Yeah, let's, uh... Let's get a, a refresher. Do we have time to slam another cowbell before your beer? No. Let's, yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, we'll slam another well, beer. Well, you know what? Let's split a cowbell. And split then we'll, a cowbell? And then we'll go to, um... Go to your beer my, after your next tune? And I do, I do have two stories, just to tease ahead. I have the story of my almost failed trip to Knoxville. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I wanted to ask you why. Well, and, we'll and, I, and I also uh, have a, a, I mean, I don't know that there's too much to tell, but I did do a total fanboy and uh, saw Johnny Marr two nights in a row. Oh, yeah. So we can talk about that. That's worth it. But let's uh, let's what's, go ahead and get the next tune out of the way. What's the name of this band? This band is uh, called the Joy Formidable. Of course, you know them. You know this is really funny. I saw them on the. Uh, but you know when I lived in uh, Boston for a while. Don't know if you know about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm going to pick. I was. Uh, I know that the Joy Formidable is playing in Boston that night, and I'm going to pick pick pace up at our school. Right. Mm-hmm. And I crossed the bridge, and the Joy Formidable guys and girl uh, are on the Harvard Bridge. You know that main one that goes into Harvard, right? And they're taking pictures of each other on the bridge, just over the for, thing for their Instagram. And all I and I kind of just shouted out the window, "Hey!" But that was it. But no one knew who who they were, of course. But of course, I think that they sold out the. They were probably playing the Paradise that night. So did they uh, did they give you a head nod or did, were they scared that someone was yelling at them? I don't think anyone. When I yell "Hey," it's probably at a normal voice. And they didn't hear you. And no one heard me. Mm. But um, I was like, "Hey, that's the uh, Joy Formidables right there on the bridge, and they're sightseeing." So I thought that was kind of cool. But I I love this band. She's a great guitar player. Yeah, she. I mean, she is. Tiny. She is a little pint-sized firecracker, but she can shred. They're Scottish, aren't they? No, they're Welsh. Oh, that's right. They're Welsh. Yeah, you and just said that. I did. I just said that. Drinking's fun. Selective listening, as always, from Toby. I don't care. This is their fourth full-length record. Uh, they're they're a three-piece. They get a whole lot of sound out of just three instruments they I mean, do i think that they've been opening up for the foo fighters yeah they did a, a little stint with the foo fighters recently uh they just released their fourth record it came out at the end of september it's called arth okay i guess it's it's uh kind of the way that they say earth i don't know it's a a a r t h do you think it might be Welsh for hay? Because they heard me say it that day. Maybe. Maybe it's a shout out to Toby. Yeah. Arth. Arth. So, um, it's, uh, it, I think they recorded this all themselves. I think they kind of got disillusioned with the, uh, you know, the, the label thing. And this is their second album on the, uh, Caroline. Oh, they're not on a, um, what do you mean disillusioned with the... What do you mean? Well, I mean, they um, they put out two records 
on Atlantic, and now they're on Caroline. Huh. And, okay. And uh, I guess Caroline is a subsidiary of Virgin Records, but it's it's kind of a, a an indie UK label. Yeah. I mean, you know, that stuff happens. They sell the label to somebody, and all their A&R people are gone, and they need to move on to something else. So uh, this is, it's kind of a deep cut. It's not one of the singles from the new record, but it's its a song that I really, really dig. It's, um, it's entitled, What For? And uh, it, it has something uh, a little bit in common with the Tokyo Police Club song that I played earlier uh, in that they totally break it down in the middle. I was not intending for them to be uh, so similar Mm-hmm. In that sense, but it's okay. Uh, I love the their um, shoegazy breakdown. Yes, but uh, let's all listen to uh, the uh, my favorite track off of the new album, "Arth" by George. From <laughs> <laughs> let's all listen to my. Fa- <laughs> it's tough to say. I know it's tough to say after Arth. Let's all listen to my favorite song off of the Joy Formidable's new album, Arth, entitled What For? And let's all listen to Ritzy Bryan shred and melt our faces on HD Wow.
she can jam. You know, they didn't go for the get another guitar player thing. She uh, she covers everything. Yeah, I I've seen them I think once at like a festival of some kind. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she like uh, she'll loop parts and then play the leads over the top of it. I mean, she is amazing. Yeah, she's really good. The whole band's good. They they like to do the thing a lot where they throw the drummer on the side, uh, Night Ranger style. Because <laughs> I think he sings like uh, backup and stuff, right? Yeah, and he kind of looks like um, what's that English comedian that went crazy? Uh, um, that was married to Katy Perry. Oh. Uh, um... He's annoying now, but at one, like, there was a brief 30 minutes he was funny. Right. Um, God, get him to the Greek. What was that? Yeah, that dude. Anyway, doesn't matter. That guy. He kind of looks like him. Or is that the bass player? Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the drummer. The drummer's the one that looks kind of like him. The drummer looks like Russell Brand? (laughs) Yeah, he does, sort of. By the way, you were half right, um, and I was totally wrong. Arth. Means does, hey. Does not refer to earth. It is a Welsh word, but it is not the Welsh word for hey. It's hello. No, it's the Welsh word for bear. That's what I was saying when I yelled uh, at them. You're like, what's up, bear? No, it was like mainly look out. There's a bear. It was, I just said the word bear, but they, but they didn't hear me. Mm. It's too bad. So yes, everybody check out the new Joy Formidable. And I wasn't in my car. I was sculling. Sculling boss? <laughs> what do they call that when they're on there when they're when, when doing the boat? When you're sculling? rowing? Yeah, rowing. Is that sculling? I don't know. So you <laughs> when you lived near Harvard, you joined a rowing team? I joined the Harvard rowing team. Oh. And so I was really just going under the bridge, and I was like, Bear! And they shouted back, That's our next album. Earth! And I was like, Oh, you guys must be Welsh. And But then I was already, like, way gone. Right, because you guys are so fast. Mm-hmm. While you're, we you're, were... You were already... 20 leagues down the channel. I don't know. I don't Is even, that boating? I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to participate. On the Charles. We were we were rowing on the Charles River. It's hot. All right, so you now are going to visit a, uh, a portion of Elizabeth Fraser's career that I'm not familiar with and you didn't really even know about? Is that what you're telling me? Well... People like her to sing backup on things because her voice sounds amazing. Um, if you were in a band, wouldn't you want her to do the BGVs? I thought I was in a band. Will you want her to do the BGVs on your first single? Because sure. I would. Yes, the, so, the band that you and Kevin Engel and I are starting, we will email tracks to <laughs> Elizabeth Frazier and get her to sing backup. Yeah, did you come up with a name yet? Not yet, no. Oh. Um, do you know he she uh, sang on a couple of Ian McCulloch songs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that around the Candleland record? Yeah, that's it. It's okay. the song Candleland. I okay. think she's on that one and one other one, and it sounds awesome. 
uh, I don't know what years. I think that was pretty early on. It was like uh, into the like Kendall early. Land was around 90, 91 probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, but she was. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to find out if you know what this band is. Have you ever heard of a band called Moose? No. Um, I think you know what are they? Uh, are they a shoegaze band? Not really. Well, I think that they people put them in that category, but they only put out a couple of records. Okay, I think I've seen their name. Like in a uh, a list of you know early '90s British shoegaze bands or just English bands that nobody knows about, but you should listen to. All right. Well, I was gonna play the Echo and the Bunnymen guys tune, but then I found I came across this, and I I like it, and I think that this is right up Dave world. So this might be a new thing you get into. Yeah, let's let's and download just, it all. She just sings backup on it, but it's nice, and you can what you can tell when she comes in. Um, but it's a song called "Play God," and I'll explain more about Moose after we play "Play God." Okay. Are you looking up Moose right now? Uh huh. Yeah. It is the name of the band, right? Yes, it is. All right, Moose, "Play God," HC Wow, uh, BGVs. I wish I had a view I look across the rooftop And see what others do When you and me Would you 
reason one that you never heard of them yeah but still you would think i mean it's like uh the laws meets uh ocean blue or like right? or like haircut 100 combined with ocean blue yeah so they they formed in london in 90 and they ended up putting out four records and so that song um play god with elizabeth Fraser on background vocals was off their third record which came out in 95, Live a Little, Love a Lot. And so uh, basically what Wiki is telling us is that uh, they were critical darlings, but nobody bought their records. And then they kind of just went away. Yeah, which is also weird. We never came across them in 95, anywhere over there. It seems like someone would have booked that gig. Right, that was your your prime when you were... uh, in tune with all of the the tops of the pops right. in the UK at that time. You would have thought at some point that might have blended well together, but um, it's good. I like it. I'm gonna go check out more Moose. Yeah, I'm I'm going to too. Um, but yeah, the next song I'll play uh, has another new surprise for you because uh, I know you've never heard it, and it's another thing that in this day and age you think that. There's no way anyone can do anything without you hearing about it. Are you playing uh, Massive Attack, or what are you playing? No, I was going to do, you know, a bunch of, a few, like, it was hard to pick tracks off of uh, Mezzanine. Right. But I'm not, no no, um, Massive Attack and no This Mortal Coil. Wow. Which, probably she's, for her side things, were her biggest things. Right. But, you know, Massive Attack, it's awesome. It's like it's really great music in the background for an expensive clothing store. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when yeah, you're yeah. in the store, you're like, this music's amazing. Like, this is great. But maybe not for the pod. Yeah, you know, and I, I hate to out myself, but as far as all of that kind of... Uh, that trip hop period of Massive Attack and like Portishead mm-hmm. and that stuff, I never got it. I never, I never listened to it. 
Um, Maybe I need to go back. It's funny that you brought up Portishead. There's a video of a massive attack, Portishead and Elizabeth Frazier seeing black milk at a festival. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. But it's real chilled out. Like, all the massive attack stuff is, you know... It's it's not for this, but it's stuff that people should go listen to. By the way, are you not for this? Are you of the belief that Banksy is the dude from Massive Attack? I don't think so. No. If he is, that guy's got a lot of time on his hands, right? I guess I don't know. It's crazy that in this day and age, that somebody can maintain a secret identity like that. But. I know. It's also funny that it then came out that he is the guy from Massive Attack and Banksy never denied it. He's like, could be. Could be. I don't know. It'd be real cool if I was in Massive Attack. Um, I don't think he is. Did you see the, the new one of his uh, thing that was shredded once it got stole, sold? Oh, the one that he, the video he posted from years ago of him installing the shredder? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, there. I saw a video of him installing the shredder into the frame. Was it the from, guy from Massive Attack? No, I mean, he was wearing. Video, he was wearing like he was wearing in. like a hoodie. He was in disguise. Was he wearing like the dead mouse thing? <laughs> no, he wasn't wearing giant mouse ears with a digital <laughs> mouth. All right, uh, we're switching beers. We have we now. Beers. We have uh, finished one and a half. More cowbells apiece, and we're feeling it pretty hard. I gotta tell you, that's one of the strongest beers I've ever. It's more than nine. You think so? Like that's, they're lying? Man, it seems like the equivalent of like two tequila shots. <laughs> it's crazy. So now we are uh, on to Toby's beer, and Toby fell for some marketing at the liquor store well you know i always do i like the i like the gimmicks the um like last uh when taylor was here we bought um i i I think he didn't want to buy tito's but i I talked him into for some reason he's uh he hates tito i talked him into it because and i'll show you the sweater later but it had a sweater on it a tito sweater The bottle had a sweater on it. Yeah, it looks like a, a sweater for like a. Um, maybe maybe one of the uh, the palms could fit in it. No, it's still too it's tiny. Too, too small. It's it would fit like a. Um, well, you know what? It could fit them if they're if they're shaved. Yeah, <laughs> it's about that size. But they would hate it. Yeah, they would definitely hate it. But it's a really cool looking sweater. And I was like, hey, if you would spend $20 on that bottle of vodka, this one's got a sweater. Right? Yeah. So this Pilsner, um, how do you say it? Pilsner Urkel. Urkel. Which we've all had. We've, it's a, yeah, it's a classic. Anybody, this is not, um, I know that on the show we like to do local things a lot. But local things don't have kick-ass packaging like this. Yeah, it had its own lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, I pulled up in the driveway right <laughs> right as Toby's unloading his car from his trip to the liquor store. And he's like, look at my beer! Yeah. It's in a lunchbox! It's in a lunchbox. And so, of course, I'm going for that. It was no question. 
and it tastes pretty good. For some reason, going from the more cowbell to this, this tastes like it has a tortilla chip flavor. I know. I was going to say, this tastes, this tastes like bugles to it's, me. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. I guess it's the, it's the maltiness, maybe? I mean, it even smells like tortilla chips. It's like... It's got to be because we just changed from the other. Um, either way... I, al- I almost bought bugles at the convenience store today. Wow. Did you used to put them on your fingers? No, but I know what you're talking about. Like, they, they look like witch nails? Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing, because it's the Halloween yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm really having to acclimate to this... It's, weird tortilla oh, chip taste. It is more refreshing. There's no doubt about it. The other one was... Is it? It It is. The other I one is hanging on me. It's kind of making me gag a little bit. I wish it, I wish we had put these in the freezer. I know. What? What's the thing on this? Do, can you see it? I don't know. Okay, yeah. The alcohol on this is just 4-4. Yeah. But yeah, I fell for the um, the lunchbox. If you were gonna guess, and we and we, it's in the picture for the show, so you'll see how awesome this looks. It came in a black version, a white version, a green version, and a red version. I'm guessing it's more of a Christmas thing. I, yeah, I guess maybe it's in stores early for the holidays. Either way, I couldn't pass it up. Yeah. So, so how it, much do you think? How many beers were in there? Six? There, no, there were there were four pints. No, there were more than four, weren't there? No, there were four pints. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. How much? Four pints and a lunchbox. With the lunchbox and the four pints, what do you think that costs? Um, $17.99. What? It costs $10. The lunchbox pays for itself. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to go get one? Yes. Before you leave town yes, now? Yes, tomorrow we're going to go get one. Because it didn't have the price on the thing. So you were you were expecting sticker shock when you took it up there. I was You're committed, but you were like whatever whatever it costs. I don't care. I don't care. have to go to another store. Let's face it. I've gone out of all the craft weird beers from HEB. Right? Right. Came across the lunchbox was thinking, well, they're going to get me anything higher than 25 I'm going to feel like this was a mistake. $10. He rung it up, $10. And I looked at him and was like... Yeah. Yeah, dude. Did you see that? I mean, he was amazed, the guy, when he put it. He was right. like, $10. And I was like, yeah. And there's beers in there. Yeah. I, I mean, I would think a, a, a four-pack of pints of Pilsner Kell, mm-hmm. you would expect to pay nine ninety nine, eight ninety nine, but yes ten dollars you win you win mm-hmm. what are you what are you going to use the lunchbox for like studio little uh, you know battery strings clippers a catch-all things like that a lot of hair brushes a lot of <laughs> hair um mm-hmm. materials yes um a lot of makeup uh, so it's going to be your new makeup bag or do you think that I can let Pace use it and she can go into the lunchroom as a seven-year-old <laughs> no, with the you Pilsner. Cannot, you cannot send your daughter to elementary school with a Pilsner or Kell lunchbox. Why not? Do you think that that would be a problem? I think someone would judge her and you would probably have CPS called. I'd get a phone call? You would get a phone call. 
Because right. they, they don't let... You remember, like, when we were kids, you could wear, like, Spuds McKenzie t-shirts to elementary school? I had Corona shorts. Right. And then at some point, they were like, okay, no more... No more brand gear. No more alcohol brands in schools. It's stupid. I don't care if it's if it's a, a cute dog. It's advertising beer, so you can't wear it. So she cannot have the Pilsner or Kell lunchbox. I'm sorry. It's a shame, because it's a cool-looking lunchbox. It's, it's really, really quality. Do you want to know what my only... The only downside? Tell me. If you were going to guess what the downside of the lunchbox when I opened it. Um, the stench? There's no thermos. Well, there's beer in it. There's no room for a thermos. I wanted a Pilsner thermos. <laughs> that would be cool. Right? Yeah. To, to uh, you know, road trip. Keep your beer cold. Right. A little roadie. Yeah. But they uh, they could have easily jumped that up six, seven dollars because of the thermos. I think they'll be lucky to sell what they have, even though it's ten dollars. It's ten dollars. You're going to get one. I'm going to get one, but I'm one person. I just don't, I don't think there's a huge market for Pilsner Urkel or Pilsner Urkel lunchboxes. But could you imagine a nice Pilsner Urkel with a bag of... Bugles. I know. I, I I want to dip my bugles in this in Pilsner the, kill. In the Pilsner. I'll tell Joe to... Maybe I should text her to right? pick some yes. up on the way home. Why do you guys need bugles? <laughs> All right. Uh, before I get to my next tune, I wanted to talk to you quickly um, about the Johnny Marr thing. Now, you flaked do, out Do you want to do Johnny Marr or Knoxville? No, I want to do Johnny Marr because I want to spend a little bit more time on Knoxville. We can talk about that after the song. Okay, I flaked out on you on this because it was just too many things back to back. But, of course, the Johnny Marr stuff has been su- always surprisingly... Um, the records are great. I know. The new record is so good. Call the Comet is so good. We played it, uh, I believe, back in June. In the mm-hmm. June podcast, we played a song. Uh, Hi, Hello. One of the singles from the new record. I don't know how you remember that. Um, And so I went with uh, my girlfriend and uh, our buddies Dale and Craig. And we went and saw Johnny Marr. And Taylor. And Taylor. Yes. And Taylor and Katie. Uh, Oh, Katie went too? Yeah, Katie went too. couldn't believe how good it was. Yes. He had never never seen him. He was uh, very trepidatious and... Yes, you're you're right. He could not believe how good it was. Um, we saw him at uh, Granada, and amazing show. I mean, sold out. Close to it, not quite. Okay. Um, but tremendous show, and I think we got an extra encore because I think the crowd was so into it that they were like, "Well, let's just play one more." Um, but it was a great set list. You know, we got about four or five Smith songs. Okay, was the encores? Uh, is that Smith stuff? We got a we got an electronic song. Oh, I did see that you posted that. Yes. Uh, hold on a second. In Dallas, we got uh, Big Mouth Strikes Again. Mm. Headmaster Ritual. <sighs> Might be top three for me. Last night I dreamt somebody loved me. Mm, so good. How Soon Is Now. Perfect. There Is a Light That Never Goes Out. Mm-hmm. And You Just Haven't Earned It Yet, Baby. Boy, he really, really? Yes. Huh. And and we also got 
uh, getting away with it and get the message. Very cool. I saw the uh, one you put up in Austin when they played the electronic song. Yes. And, and people so, were like, holy crap, he's really doing this. Yeah. And so I, uh, it was kind of spur of the moment. I had toyed with the idea for months, but I, I didn't have anything going on the next day. And I decided, I, I told my girlfriend, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to abandon you for the night. I'm going to drive down to Austin. I'm going to see Johnny Marr again. She was fine. Yeah, she really didn't care. She was probably glad that I was gone. Yeah. But I, I did uh, hook up with our friend Kevin Engel. Yes. Death Ray Davies. So good. Uh, Crash Vinyl, Sparkle Pussy Barbie. Everything he's done, all genius. And so um, he and I met, and uh, it was a place that was just off Red River. It's called Empire Control Room. And it used to be a uh, like a garage, like a, a auto mechanics place. Mm-hmm. It's a relatively new venue. It's kind of like an indoor outdoor thing. It's yeah, kind of it like really a- look like uh, the inside of uh, what's the venue that was off of Red River Forever? Stubbs, you're talking about? No, the other one, the kind of more Mohawk. Nope, the older one that was more kind of punky. emos. Emos. Yeah, emos is closed. It but looked yeah, like this, that it's, on it's the very, inside. Yeah, it's very much like Emo's, where it's just kind of a shed and kind of like an open courtyard, and then there's like a little bit of a bar inside, I guess. Right. But the band plays outside. And uh, yeah, it was it was so much fun. It was such a different environment than the Granada show. Because the Granada, you know, I mean, it sounds great. It's an old theater. Yeah, theater. It's air-conditioned. This was more clubby. Yeah, this was definitely more clubby and definitely uh, a, a, a kind of a more immediate uh, environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that everybody wasn't into it at Granada, but just everyone was packed so tight in this place. Yeah, the, uh, there was a lot more energy. The videos that you posted, you could uh, you could feel the difference. Yes, yeah, it was so much fun, and the set list was uh, was pretty similar. There was. Uh, you know, just maybe like one or two differences. So pretty much the same as far as uh, electronic and Smith selections. But still, I mean, I was so glad that I went. I was, uh, I w- you know, Kevin doesn't like crowds. So <laughs> he fell back. You know, I, I, I didn't squeeze all the way up, but I, sure. I, was, I was probably about halfway or like a third of the way up how did he do with singing the electronic stuff did fine okay i mean johnny as a front man and as a singer is is light years from where he used to be when the like the healers record came out right right you know he just he really is comfortable and he really just uh he owns it and Man, I mean, just his rock star moves and his guitar tone and the way the, they do the mix and how everything he does is so out front. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you, you're used to going to shows and it's kind of a wall of sound and mm-hmm. you're trying to pick out parts. When you go see Johnny Marr, you hear everything he does. 
every note is crystal clear and it's amazing. Yeah. Do you follow, you obviously follow him. Yeah. On, on the Instagram. So do you see all those sound check things that he puts up? I, I haven't watched a whole ton of those videos. No. It's, he'll just, um, he'll sit on his amp with his uh, Jaguar Jazzmaster or whatever he's playing and we'll play an old Smith song and you and the place is you know it's sound check but every, no one else is playing anything or t- everyone gets real quiet and he just sits there and plays right he just Smith plays song, some hot licks and it's intense it's crazy I how mean, good I, he is I just it's just cemented my love for him I mean he is because Morrissey is such an insane person right now mm-hmm. that Johnny Marr has so far exceeded my love for Morrissey. Did you? I, uh, I will go. I will go see Johnny Marr anywhere, anytime. Do you make out with him a little bit? I wish I had. Okay, so the one thing I wanted to talk about about the Dallas show uh, afterwards, you know, bought like a, a you know whatever. Uh, I think I bought a copy of the the new record on vinyl because I didn't have it yet. Sweet. I thought, well, maybe I'll go back and get it signed. You know, just if it was like painless. If we walked back there right. and he he's was already he's there. already out there, whatever. He's like, do you want to make out a little bit? Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you want to show how much you love me? And I would say, yes, absolutely. Sort of. Tell me what to do. Um, but yes, go ahead. So we, we go back there behind the Granada. And his bus is parked back there. And there's... Uh, you, you make know, Marissa go first. She should go first. No, no. We didn't even get that far because we go back there and there's probably, uh, I don't know, anywhere between 30 and 50 people just kind of milling about waiting for his appearance. Mm-hmm. You know, waiting outside the, the door of the bus to see if he'll come out and sign stuff and, and do, uh, you know, kind of a meet and greet, whatever. And, uh, you know, we waited around for like five minutes. And I was like, let's just go. I'm glad we did. Because while he was sitting there on his bus, he recorded a podcast with a couple of local Dallas dudes called Noisy Neighbors. Yeah. It's an, it's an American dude and an English dude. And they do a Man City podcast. They, they break down the Man City game every week. Yeah, I think Tim knows these guys. Okay, Tim Locke does? I think he does. Okay. And so uh, it's it's Johnny Marr. I mean, Johnny Marr is a dyed-in-the-wool, lifelong Man City fan. And it's his favorite Man City podcast. He listens to every episode religiously. And he was, like, starstruck by these two dudes. And they're like, this is ridiculous. We're on your tour bus recording this episode. Yeah. And you're the one who's nervous. It's so good. Yeah, I saw him in the shirt afterwards. They got him a uh, whatever the a noisy neighbors podcast shirt. Yeah, he took a pick with it. Golly. Yeah. Why didn't he? Um, did you come ask, on our podcast? Did you ask him? No, I didn't. I never saw him. I mean, he obviously listens to it. Yeah, I mean, if he had the option to choose our podcast over that podcast, he probably would have. Easily, but you, he but doesn't you, get enough music in I know, his life. But you blew it off. You you weren't there, so it's probably your fault. I had things, stuff, and things. All right, so that's the Johnny Marr story I wanted to tell you. That was great that you actually went to two shows. I really thought you were going to bail on this. I know. I thought I was going to, but then I was just like, didn't you uh, ditch something to do it? Did you give away uh, Phoenix? No, no, you went. To no, Phoenix. no, 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 no. Uh, I. I uh, 
I I sold my Arctic Monkeys That's tickets what it was. to go to the Granada show because I I got Arctic Monkeys tickets and Johnny Marr tickets without realizing they were on the same night. But I did I was able to sell them for I mean at least face value, so I I, I didn't like get screwed. But. Yeah, that's good. I mean I I love the new Arctic Monkeys record. We played the Arctic Monkeys in May. If you want to go back to the May HD Wow podcast, how do you remember that? You know, is it I re- sitting I, right in front of you? No, I just remember weird things. I can't remember what happened yesterday, but I can remember what we played on the May podcast. That's crazy. Um, but I love the new Arctic Monkeys. But given the choice, I'm always going to choose Johnny Marr. Yeah, always. All right, let's let's get to my next song. We have two songs left: my song and then your final uh, Liz Fraser song. And uh, as I said at the outset, I am. Uh, doing indie rock songs that are increasingly guitar heavy increasingly um just aggressive in your face in your face in your face what's the name of who is this and what do you have i have a band from uh edinburgh scotland wow we're really okay and uh it's a band called we were promised jetpacks Do you know them? Yeah, I saw a lot of posts about this the other day. Is this a new thing that has come yeah, out? Yeah, they just—they were just at Dada or something. Were they? Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah. So they go uh, much like High Tea with Old Waver goes by HT Wow. They go by WWPJ. Yeah, ours is better. Yeah. So they were. Uh, they're. Um, we were promised jetpacks. They just put out their fourth full-length record. Their first one came out in two thousand nine. Uh, the new one just came out on the 14th of September. It's called The More I Sleep, The Less I Dream. And this song is uh, a really, really hot number. It is entitled Repeating Patterns on HT Wow.
Does that make you want to punch me in the face? <laughs> it's good. You know, the um, you know, the problem with that band is you think with a name like that, they're going to be like Weezer. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a whimsical goofball name. Yeah. You know, they're going to be one of those bands. Um, but that's a little uh, heavier than I thought it was going to be. But it's also... Um, pleasant on the ears there was a couple of breaks in the middle that um they could have gone heavier but they went with the clean sound right yeah and uh, the the record front to cover front to cover is is really quite good and there was another song that i was uh almost gonna play um which is entitled uh someone else's problem Mm -hmm. which reminds me of myself (laughs) um and it, it's just a really, really good record, um, and you know, they, I mean, they're they're kind of in that uh, Scottish, uh, Irish clique. You know, they they're friends with the Twilight Sad, yeah, who we yeah. played last month. Right. I was thinking that 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 could have gone together pretty well. Yeah, they're they're friends with Frightened Rabbit, who uh, I don't know if you saw, but the the singer for Frightened Rabbit. Uh, committed suicide recently. No, um, man, they another all Scottish re- band. They all really need to work on the name. I know. Well, uh, and <laughs> the uh, the main dude, um, Adam Thompson, the uh, the front man, says that, uh, and I guess this is is it, uh, the case for Frightened Rabbit and the Twilight Sad um, that. <laughs> Scotland itself, where they're from, is a big influence on their music because he says it's rainy and miserable and there are lots of angry people. That's true. And that's a big part of why our music sounds the way it does. It makes sense. I mean, it is rainy and miserable, but also awesome. Yeah, Scotland is awesome and Edinburgh is awesome. I I want my jetpack. Yeah, we were promised lots of things. Um, you know what'd be nice? What? Is if you would tell me about why and how the trip went to you, Knoxville. Um, do you want to do it before your song or after your song? Well, we might as well do it before. I think I like how we um, after the the next song I'm gonna play is like six minutes. In fact, I might even fade it out. <laughs> no, don't do that. At some, but it's so you know. After the next song is played, well, I just, we should I talk kn- about it for a second, but then wrap it up because okay. it's a, it'll, it's a, um, it's a journey. All right. So, uh, the other story I wanted to tell you is I just went to uh, a football trip, a college football trip. Well, y'all take college football trips because of the love for Alabama. Yes. So my my girlfriend went to Alabama. And so I am just a, a bandwagoner. I just uh, I glom on and go wherever uh, she wants to go. We went to the Alabama A&M game. Yes. So this was my third Alabama game. Mm-hmm. My, my first Alabama game was the uh, national championship game two years ago in Tampa, which they lost to Clemson. Mm-hmm. And so I was almost banished from all... Alabama games from that point forward because, I mean, it could have been my fault that they lost. It wasn't. They've won everything since. Yes. 
so yes, last year you and uh, myself and Marissa went to uh, see Alabama play at A&M. But you didn't go to, you, you haven't been to Tuscaloosa. No, I've not been to Tuscaloosa yet. But uh, this past weekend, and I guess this will give a clue as to when we record this, but this past weekend uh, we went to Knoxville to see Alabama play Tennessee. The pictures looked great. I didn't understand the... Um, so y'all are on a, a river. What was the boat about? Okay, so... Because um, I like to party with boats. Right. Yeah, we did We did go boat to boat. You tied a boat to we another boat? We did go boat to boat. Okay, so... It. But first, let me tell you about the total clusterfuck in trying to get there. Okay. There's only... So Knoxville is a regional airport. Such a tiny podunk regional airport that even Southwest doesn't go there because Southwest planes are too big. That airport it's only... It's basically there just for football games. It, it only supports commuter jets, so we had to fly American Eagle. Okay, you didn't get a private? No, we didn't charter a plane. And so we had to... Uh, there are like four non-stops a day. I mean, you can get there if you're willing to take one or two stops, but we wanted to try and fly non-stop. Okay. And so, uh, and I bought tickets on miles, so I ended up... And get- you did this because you, you wanted to see a game at, at the Tennessee... Yeah, we were we just Orange. looked at, we were looking at the schedule, and we just decided that this was a, a, a good game for us to go to. Sure. And her college roommate was going to meet us with, with uh, her boyfriend, and we're going to have a good time. I've always wanted to see that stadium. Yeah, so... We, uh, I bought it on miles, so I had like the first flight of the day, which was uh, like 9.05 or something. Mm-hmm. And so, but we're, we're on time. We packed the night before and we uh, are all ready to go. We have the, uh, the, the Lyft or the Uber and we are on our way to the airport with loads of time to spare. Perfect. So much time to spare. And we're TSA pre-check. Couldn't be any better. Just, we're golden. And we are more than halfway there. To the airport? To the airport. Okay. We're sitting in the back of the the lift. We're more than halfway there. And my girlfriend turns to me and says, do you have the tickets? (laughs) See, now I do this bit, but as a joke. The ticket bit. No, it was... In fact, I do it a lot of times to people that I've done it too many times to make the bit right. funnier. No, this was knowing, not a bit. Knowing that we have the tickets. No, this this was not a bit. Because she had gotten <laughs> the tickets FedEx to her from, you know, she has a, a, a contact in the athletic department. Mm-hmm. And so we bought tickets through them. So we were in the, you know, the official uh, visitor section. Sure. And so mm. she had gotten these tickets FedExed or UPS or whatever to our house like two months ago, three months ago. And there was no discussion. Before. And, I, and I grabbed them and I said, let me put these in a safe place. Oh, man. And then I totally forgot them. And so... We have that moment of what do we do? How do you tell the Lyft driver because it screws their whole thing? Oh, up. I know. 
Well, so we weren't sure, like, could we have, because we have, uh, you know, friends that are going to come and check in on the, the animals and feed the animals. Like, could we have them, like, FedEx, like, overnight the tickets to us where we are? But that's just, you know, that's... That's we're too or, much. we're already asking so much of them it's just that's stupid mm. and so we said to the the lift driver can you please double back we forgot the tickets the you know the football tickets and i i i verified i was like so the uh, the the app will track the mileage. Like you'll still get paid for the the or, extra or time. Or can you just cancel that trip? Order the next one, and he picks it up. No, he said that you know they it automatically adjusts for miles. So even you know even though you have the quote when you accept the ride, that if you go some crazy way, if you you know want to stop make, at Waterburger, if you make them take a detour. Okay. That, they, that they still get paid. Okay, well, that's all right. So we go back, I sprint into the house, I find the tickets, run back, and I'm, I'm thinking there's no way. We've burned up all of our extra time. There's no way we're going to make it. We get to the airport, and we're in one of the, uh, like, the rinky-dink, you know, because we're on an American Eagle flight, we're in one of the rinky-dink DFW terminals, where mm -hmm. they only have like two security checkpoints for the entire terminal and we're trying to find it and we go the wrong way oh, and then we finally figure out where it is we go through tsa pre-check and you know uh, there was a nice couple there like you know they heard us talking they're like oh you guys are about to miss your flight go ahead of us that's nice and so we go <laughs> we go ahead of them and we put our our bags through the uh, the machine there, TSA pre-check, and they screen one of my girlfriend's bags. Oh God! And I'm I I, I talked to the uh, the operator. And I was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "We're about to miss our flight. There is no way there's anything in her bag." And he says, "There's a knife in her bag." Holy crap! And I was like, "I." I Okay, whatever. And I, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I'm going to run to the gate and see if I can have them hold the door. And you figure this out. So I run to the gate. The door is already closed. We missed oh, our flight. Crap. Then she finally shows up a couple minutes later. And she had forgotten that she, in the very bottom of this bag, had like a, a corkscrew with one of those tiny little knives yep. to, to cut the top of the wine bottle. I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we finally uh, get to the gate and we're like, well, is, is there any room on the next flight? And they said, well, uh, you can fly standby. It's full, but you can fly, you can fly standby, but it's a, very, uh, it's a very full flight because there was another flight that was canceled. And so everybody's trying to get squeezed onto this flight and the next flight. Sure. And so we we're like, okay, we'll, we'll put us on standby. Where are we in line? So at no point here you're thinking, let's just rent a car and make this happen. No, because it's like a 12-hour drive. We're not going to drive to Knoxville. You can make it happen. And so we, we said, where are we on the uh, standby list? You're number one and two. Money. Golden. Gold. Golden. So we have to uh, get on the tram and go switch terminals. Mm -hmm. And we get to the gate, uh, check in at the gate. Then we go grab some coffee, come back to the gate, wait for them to start boarding so we can get our seat assignments. Because they're like, you you will be on the flight. 
you just need to wait for your seat assignments because uh, you know it's going to be last second. It's a very mm-hmm. full flight. So you already know that you're getting on it. Yeah. Though. So then uh, finally they have have boarded all of like the the initial groups and they're ready to assign our seats and they call us up and they said, "Well, there's an issue." Oh God. I said there is uh there are two seats on the plane, but one of them is broken. Oh. So they said, uh, I said, broken, what are you talking about? And they said, well, it's, it's stuck in the reclined position. Which it's, means and if it's it against, wrecks. And it's against FAA regulations. Yeah, because that will save your life. Yes. Because you're upright. Yeah, because I was asking, I was like, if it's a comfort thing, I don't care. I don't care if it's a broken seat and I, I will have back pain. I just want to get there. They're like, no, it's, it's a reg- FAA re- regulation thing. You can't sit in this seat. So... I put, I put my girlfriend on the plane because I'm like, I'm going to be standby on the next flight. There's no way that both of us are going to get on the next flight. So you just need to get there and then I will try and get on the next flight. So I had like five hours to kill. Did you get tanked? Yes. So she gets there and then she has a hard time getting into the place that we were staying. She finally gets in and so I am just getting tanked there at the terminal and and I start tweeting. What are you drinking? Uh, well, I was drinking Bloody Marys at one bar, and then I decided that I wanted to switch to there was like a Cantina Laredo, and I was going to go have some margaritas gonna, before my flight. Uh, you went Bloody Marys. To Bloody Mars. Marys to margaritas. And so I'm tweeting. Jesus. I'm tweeting about my predicament, and I'm tweeting that I'm bored. And I, I saw all of this. Like you were mentioning American Airlines, I think, yeah. on the thing. And they they DM'd me and they asked me the situation. I still have yet to go on to my uh, my Advantage account. They said they posted some miles to my account as like an apology. That's nice. So I don't. I don't know if they posted like ten thousand miles or a hundred thousand miles. I don't know. But I was I was just texting or I sorry I was uh, tweeting and I was bored and I was doing like a, an ask me anything stupid thing <laughs> right. and this guy this P one uh, tweeted me and he said like uh, I I said I'm I'm in your same terminal I'm at Cantina Laredo and so uh, I went and met him and we shared a couple of margaritas together super cool guy um, did you make out a little bit no we didn't make out a little bit. But he was in a similar situation where he had a flight canceled and he was trying to get from, uh, I guess, Baton Rouge to Houston. <laughs> he was on a beaten down work trip. And so uh, anyway, so I left and it was time for me to go check into my flight. And, uh, you know, I'm still not sure that I'm going to make it. And so there's there's uh, three gate agents. There's a dude who's working the keyboard and two women who are kind of like looking over his shoulder. Yeah, because it's like anytime any of that changes, it's like buying a house. Right. And so, yeah, there he's he's clicking on all these different screens and typing and typing and typing. And I'm like, let me see what I can do about that. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to make this? And then finally he's like, okay, you're good. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, no, yeah, get on the plane. And so I tried to give him a high five, and he wouldn't high five me, but the, the two ladies did. Oh, they fived you. Yeah. He's just and not a high fiver. No, it's okay. He's not a high fiver. So then I get on the plane, and then as soon as I sit down, I have this moment of panic. What did I do with my bag? Holy crap, Dave. I thought I, I was so drunk on Bloody Marys and margaritas that I thought I left my bag in the terminal. 
Turns out I checked it like with the gate agent and it was valeted and it was there when I got off the plane. But I had just this total blackout moment where I thought that I had gotten on the plane without my luggage. You panicked all the way to Knoxville. I, I did. I panicked all the way to Knoxville. But then I finally get there uh, and meet up with her and it ended up being a great trip once we recovered from the terrible travel. Well, you know, the two of you are not great with air travel. No, well, it's most me. It's most me. It's mostly my fault because I do all the planning and I do, you know, I'm very fastidious about finding, uh, you know, the best place to stay, finding the right airfare doing, you know, whatever multiple city itinerary, whatever it is, you know, I'm great at booking travel. Mm -hmm. I'm horrible at executing travel. Do you want me to just get into the rest of the Knoxville thing now or after? Um, yeah, let's do it after. Let's play this next song. Okay, let's it's, play this it's song. It's like a whole thing, and I want to see, um, okay, so I'm looking up all the Elizabeth Fraser stuff. Right. I didn't realize she did, you know, there's the Echo and the Bunnyman stuff and then a bunch of other things. Of course, Massive Attack, Mortal Coil. There's tons of crap she's done. Did you know she did some stuff with Peter Gabriel? I, you know what? Just because I was looking up the wiki, I did see that, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah, and I think this is around 2000 or something like that. I can... Obviously, I could be way Yeah, off. yeah, it is. It's 2000. Okay, that's what I thought it said earlier. Um, but he did a thing called... Uh, something called Ovo at the Millennium Dome. Or, like, there's something that they asked him to do, like a musical or... It was a play, but they... Like, it wasn't his musical, but they made him do all the music for it or something. But this is a Peter Gabriel jam that he got Elizabeth to sing on. So I'm, of course, I'm going to listen to this, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking this is Peter Gabriel and Elizabeth Frazier. But I want you to listen to this and see if, see what you think about this in the middle when it switches singers. Okay. To see if you notice what happens here. All right. What's the name of this one? This is called Downside Up. On HTWOW. On HTWOW.
intense, right? Yeah, it's good. Very cinematic. And I, I, I imagine, like you said, it, whatever performance it was, it was very multimedia. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to tell this whole story of something, you know. It's like The Lion King. Right. It's very uh, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> and it's also uh, easily the best sounding thing that we've right. heard this entire... It's crazy how awesome it sounds. But um, So who's the other vocalist? Because I, I perked up immediately and then you were like, you just, just wait. And I couldn't so, place it. So the dude... I, so the, when I'm listening to this, I'm like, all right, I got to hear him sing with Elizabeth Frazier. That's got to be pretty cool, right? Peter Gabriel. So he, I'm listening to this before I see a video, anything else. And I'm like, why is he doing the Blue Nile guy thing? Like he is singing just like the Blue Nile guy. And then it keeps going. And I'm like, wait, this is too much. Like he's doing this on purpose and then I look up a video of them doing it on Jules Holland or something and they're all out there like Elizabeth Frazier everyone and it's Paul uh, I think his name's Paul Buchanan from the Blue Nile it's him huh like Peter Gabriel doesn't sing on it till that uh, break and he does the whistle thing at the start <laughs> of course he does but he's yeah, standing yeah, I mean, there you by can, you can uh, recognize Peter Gabriel as soon as he comes in but he's only yeah. he's only singing kind of the the wails in the background. Yeah, and I think that the whole record is just him bringing other people in. I mean, the Blue Nile guy and Elizabeth Frazier on a tune, and I've never heard about it. That's slightly weird. He's one of my favorite singers, and she is, and they're both on a Peter Gabriel. I know. Jet. I'm. I'm. I know the affinity you have for Peter Gabriel and Elizabeth Frazier, but I didn't know about the Blue Nile thing. It's. Uh, I thought that we've done a Blue Nile. No. Thing. We've never done No. I think that that was on my list for the very first show we did. We're definitely going to do a Blue Nile thing. He's amazing. But his whole singing style, I can see why Peter Gabriel went, you know what would be great with Elizabeth Frazier is the only chilled out dude that can match her. Because he is velvet weird guy. Right. Um, no, did you ever was... have any of those Blue Nile records? No. That was good. We're going to listen to them later on. Okay, if I don't pass out. Yeah, but we've gotten through the uh, Pilsner. Uh, I, I've still got like uh, maybe a third of my tortilla beer. Yeah, it's... Um, it's, it's, tough, it's tough drinking. It's a weird taste. It's. Uh, I don't know if it would have been different if we started with it. I think if it was colder and if it was the first thing that you drank all day, right? then maybe it wouldn't taste as weird, but it just tastes weird. It's got such a strange flavor to it, and it's not it, like it's even bad. It's, it's just it's, weird. It's like, it's like somebody spit a mouthful of chewed up Tostitos <laughs> in the bottom of your glass. <laughs> Which I normally, I love Tostitos. <laughs> um... Yeah, but still, I got it for the lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, and you win. You win. Um, it doesn't matter. What do you think? No about, one cares about the pod. I know who cares. What do you? What did you think about the Elizabeth Fraser review? Were those two of the weirdest tunes you thought I was going <laughs> to? I mean, yeah, of course you're going to play a Cocteau Twins, but the next two were so out of left field. I enjoyed them both. Moose and Peter Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought maybe you would play like the Moon and the Melodies and Massive Attack. I thought that's what would happen. You know, here's another thing about Moose. Do you want me to... 
Sure. Go one more thing. You know Simon Raymond? Yes, the bass player for Cocteau Twins. Bass player for Cocteau Twins owns uh, Bella Union. Right. He was in a band with one of the people from Lush. Right, okay. And two of the people from Moose called the Lilies. You ever heard of that? Maybe. And that was right around the same... I guess that would have been late 90s, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, let, um, me, let, me, uh, let me just touch on the end of the Knoxville thing before we bust out of here. Okay, so you're in Knoxville. You're at the... Okay, we were talking about the boat-to-boat. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're there for the express purpose of going to the Alabama-Tennessee game. And um, it has always been Marissa's dream to uh, party with the Volunteer Navy. Yeah, and, so they're the. They're, and do they call them that just because they're on the river and they? Um, yeah, so it's the Volunteers, Tennessee Volunteers, and the Volunteer Navy are all of the dudes who bring their boats to the game. Just the tailgate boat guys. Yeah, there's there's a pier that is probably. Uh, I don't know, a half mile from Neyland Stadium. And it's full up with boats. People that bring their boats down the river, whatever mm-hmm. river that is in Knoxville, I don't even know. They bring their boats down the river and they tie up and uh, they just, they boat <laughs> to boat for days. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's much like, you know, at A&M where people uh, bring in their RVs couple days before they just bring in their boat except they're bringing in their boat is this what uh waco was trying to copy yes okay and so um so marissa gets in contact she you know uh puts out some feelers and she uh gets in contact with this guy who is uh i guess always doing the uh he has a houseboat and he always takes it to Alabama games whenever Alabama is playing anywhere on a waterway. I don't know. Somehow he gets his boat there. He's the Alabama boat guy. Yeah, he's the Alabama boat guy. Okay. And to the point where like, we, we, I was talking to him when we got on the boat and he was saying that they did a segment on like the SEC Network pregame show like from his boat. <laughs> so it's like he, he's like totally into it. Yeah. They've been doing it for, for decades, right? He had one, I bet he had one of those shirts with the flaps in the back. He didn't, but one of his buddies did. I know it. And so, yes, yeah, so we uh, we get invited to this boat, and it's, you know, it's basically a tailgate on the water. And we go, and uh, we hang out there before the game, and then we go uh, to the game, and... Uh, random tailgate in like a parking garage and so, then the game it's all a blur so the river uh is obviously close to the stadium yeah it's like a half mile from the stadium okay it's but it doesn't like bounce right up next no it's to... not like right next to it okay it's not like uh like uh at&t park like the where the giants play in san francisco it's not like there's like boats parked right outside the stadium okay okay it's a little bit uh, down the, you know, there's like a there's like a boulevard that goes along the river, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's like a barbecue place called Calhoun's, and then there's the pier, and then there's the stadium. So you just kind of walk along this river walk. Did you get you some barbecue? We did. We got some barbecue. Nice. Um, so 
Yeah, we go to the game, and uh, Alabama, of course, takes care of business. It was 58-21 final. There's no point to even watch it. Yeah, but it was fun. Uh, and, you know, great atmosphere there at Neyland Stadium. And, uh, you know, much like uh, seeing Alabama at A&M, mm-hmm. you know, the even though the student body... And the fans know there's like next to no chance that they're actually going to win. They're so fired up. And when they're within like 10 points, they're going nuts, right? It's a game until 10 minutes later. Right. It's it's a game until it's not a game. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, and then they're not really feeling you're prepared for it because it's Alabama. So it's not like, you know... There's pressure, but it's over. Right. I There's mean, you no you hope you can pull the upset and you can have a miracle, but then when the inevitable happens, you accept it. Yeah. The LSU-Alabama game coming up is the That'll one. be big. That's That'll the be tense big. one. Other than that, all year, it's kind of whatever. Right. Um, so after the game, we left a little bit early. And we go back down to Calhoun's. We have uh, some wings or whatever at Calhoun's. Then we go back to the boat. Oh, you, it's an after-party boat. It's an after-party, too. Jeez. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a low-key after-party. Even though Alabama won, there's not a whole ton of people there. But they, they randomly have a band playing on the the top deck of this houseboat. What are they playing? Like funk music or like no, pop, pop dude, jam? They were a they were really good. I was so impressed. Like I, I wasn't even paying attention, and then they played like a Wilco song off of like Wilco's first record, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy crap! I'm gonna I'm gonna go listen to these guys, and then I went down there and listened to them, and you know they were playing like old Petty. Uh, they were they played some Tears for Fears. They were just they played a very eclectic uh, mix of music, but it was all like you know 70s, 80s stuff, and all a little bit esoteric. You know, like every once in a while they would play a party jam that the drunk people would know. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. You, you gotta know? throw those in there. Yeah, but but for the most part, they were playing what they wanted to play, and they were really good players. The singer had a great voice. I was really, really impressed. And I felt bad for them because like at one point there was like a super drunk dude that like tripped over their monitors and like fell into <laughs> yeah, them. That's part of the jam. Now, if, yeah. you're, if you're doing a, a jam on a boat, come on. Yeah. I mean, I hope they got paid. I really hope they, they got, got paid. paid a lot for that one. Yeah. But they, they totally did. They were really good. And you know, the night before we were at a bar. Uh, so, the, the one thing I was going to tell you about Knoxville, so it's a very small town, mm-hmm. but uh, it reminded me a lot of Denton in, okay. a, in, a, in a weird kind of way. Just co- the town's there because of the college. Right. And the college, like uh, University of Tennessee, reminded me a lot of North Texas. Like the, the campus was not like super pretty, like SEC Right. Tall trees totally. and, and, you know, uh, colonial uh, facades with giant, you know, posts everywhere. And I mean, so many of the buildings were like from the 60s and 70s. It was a 
kind of an ugly campus. It kind of reminded me of North Texas. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's not like you're in Oxford, Mississippi. No, It's no. not like you're... And, yeah. and the main drag uh, by the campus, we tried to go get a beer there. Um, like, it, the day before the game, we were kind of wandering around, and we tried to get a beer, and there was, like, one bar on this drag. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, it, it was the worst... <laughs> the worst stretch of like any kind of college campus drag you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I but th- I think I've done this. But Knoxville has an awesome downtown in the Market Square area. You know, it, there's probably a dozen bars just in this one little pedestrian square and we ended up at a bar there the night before the game uh-huh. and and there was another band uh Similar but totally different. They were playing all 60s and 70s, or sorry, 70s and 80s stuff. Nice. But, but it was all like disco and funk. <laughs> and they played like, you know, uh, David Bowie fame. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were just playing random, like a totally random party shuffle playlist. And the the, the singer was like this, uh, uh, we were guessing that she was like a... Uh, uh, university co-ed <laughs> who had like this alter ego because she was wearing like like spandex pants and this crazy shirt and sunglasses and this giant afro wig. Uh-huh. So this was like her uh, her release. Yeah. I mean she you know it was like uh you know what's what's the uh what's the Dallas band that always does the all the stuff. Oh yeah um uh Le Freak. Yeah Le Freak or uh the, the the other band that always has like that they used to play the Mavericks games and plays like the new New Year's Eve thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Emerald City. Emerald City, yes. <laughs> I mean, it was it was like that, but cooler. Okay. I mean, honestly, all of these. I, I that's the other thing that made me think that that Knoxville was similar to Denton because the band on the boat and the band in this bar. Every single one of those players was badass. Yeah, like they're ripping. It. Like they are, they yeah. are ripping it, and I mean they're playing covers and they're playing for a bunch of drunk idiots, <laughs> but they are great musicians. And I, I had a full appreciation for everything that I saw, and thumbs up to Knoxville. That was a great trip. That's awesome. That's fun. Yeah. So you're so are are y'all doing a thing that you're you're trying to make it to all the college towns eventually? No, the there's, there's no there's it's not like we have like a map with thumbtacks. I or feel anything. like you need to do the Ole Miss thing. Yeah, one day we will go to Oxford. I mean, I definitely want to go to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I mean, assu- assuming that she keeps me around, that's what this is all contingent upon. Yeah, that's a fragile. But I I would I mean because there's. I love watching Big 12 football on TV. Sure. But there's nothing like watching SEC football in person. There's nothing like it. It's it's one of the coolest things ever. I mean, and it's even way before the game starts. Yeah. It's it's just the electricity and It's so awesome. The rivalries and the atmosphere. It was incredible. And even though it was a total of <laughs> Just uh, uh, pulling teeth to get there. We <laughs> made you guys, it. Y'all like and, to make an adventure out of it. Yeah, we pulled through. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad it worked out. It, everything happened. Yes, everything happened. We went boat to boat. <laughs> you did. Crimson you, Tide won. You actually, well, of course. We made it back won. alive. So, of 
course they won. Good times. Well, what should we do now? Do we? Um, we've uh, Elizabeth Fraser review has been covered. Uh, all of your indie rock bands have been covered. Your trip to Knoxville has been covered. We've talked about um, uh, the kitten. Yes, and Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr. I mean, this might be a three-hour podcast. I don't know. But uh, I think the only thing to do now is to uh, wrap it up with a little bit more of ministry. Get everybody ready for Halloween, you know? You did pick a great song. Um, Should I just... uh, We'll just see Just punch in. Just see what happens. We'll see what's happening. All right, let me bed this down, and we'll... Bye.